This is Railroad Rudy. For those of you that can't get a Valentine this year, just tell them you were a former Chattanooga heavyweight wrestling champion. Worked for me. This is Marking Out. Pro wrestling song for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling song for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro wrestling song for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Running like this. Pro wrestling song for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to your favorite online listening experience. The only online listening experience, and that's this one, Mark It Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 523, and we thank you for listening to this online listening experience in podcast form. Make sure you subscribe to us on all of your major podcasting applications. Rate, review, give us five stars. We'd truly appreciate that. Or go to markingout.com. Social media-wise, Facebook.com slash MarkinOut, Twitter.com slash MarkinOut, YouTube and Instagram.com slash MarkinOut11. You can email us at MarkinOut1 at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, and that's that. You can buy our merchandise, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkinOut. And I've spent way too much money at Pro Wrestling Tees in the past week. Uh, but anyway, my name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. I'm also here with Brandon and his social media influencing accounts that are his Instagram's a year old people at BTTG161. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing awesome as always and yourself. I'm doing great. Stockman Dave will be here later on for in the show. You can follow him at Dave at the Rave underscore MO. But Dave, uh, Brandon, what's going on? What happened this week? Anything fun and exciting? Have you played <laughs> the puppy more? I did, yes. I watched my well, I mean the puppy was here for a full day this past week uh, while my brother was at work. And I, I have to say it's barely watching a puppy is more difficult than barely watching a toddler. No, it's not, not at all. 110% <laughs> for you. For, yeah, no, 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 you're no, no, I'm saying barely watching. Okay. Not like full on watching. I don't know how that works with the toddler. Toddlers like obviously 24 seven gig, but uh, I was so tired chasing this thing around. It's like, what is, what does she want? She wants, she's like whimpering at the front door, even though the back door is open. Yeah, so I open the front door. door. She's watching the, watching the street. I she's whimpering at that. She wants to go out. So I put her on a leash, take her out. She's like, yeah, I want to, I want to go over here. No, you can't go over here, but I want to go over here. No, you can't go over here. Then she's like, I want to go across the street. Well, you can't go across the street. She finally well, drags me across the street. And she's like, I want to go under the car. I'm not, I'm, you're not going under the car. Not doing this. Not playing games. And I don't know how to handle a puppy. A toddler, I could just pick up and be like, no. <laughs> you just, no. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know. A dog, I feel weird even picking it up. I don't know how to pick up a dog. <laughs> well, you got some exercise. That's good. I didn't grow up with yeah, big exercise crossing the street. <laughs> big exercise. <laughs> big city block. That's it. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I feel like we should have to talk about the Super Bowl. I'm assuming that's part of your week, right? Well, um, the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't really exciting. I mean, it sucked. The whole thing sucked. Whole thing sucked. Whole thing sucked. 
<laughs> I think um, we just have to talk about the Super Bowl because of a former WWE superstar winning it. <laughs> I it was honestly it was really weird for me because every year we have a big Super Bowl party. Like you've been to my house. We we open the back door in in the Florida room, we put a table up that has like, you know, endless amounts of wings and sausage and peppers and mac and cheese and stuff like that and just like kind of sit down. This year we like, had one wing. No, I we made wings <laughs> in the air fryer. They were delicious. Oh, man. I wish I had some wings. Yeah, we made that. Rachel made buffalo chicken dip and, uh, you know, had some beers. And, uh, unfortunately, the Kansas City Chiefs didn't win. Yeah, that but was... But, like, uh, and, like I talked to Dave about thing. this. Dave's like, oh, Tom Brady's the goat. Yeah, no, he's he's great. He's great. I'm like, no. No. No, no absolutely not. No. And, and there was, like, flags being thrown he to Kansas City Chiefs. He cheats to win. So, now, I'm not saying he cheated this game, but he cheats to did win. Did you so. see the, the video of him drunk on a boat? I did, yes. What, living uh, his best, absolute best post-retirement life. <laughs> yeah, he's not retiring. He should. Like, this is like this is the way now he should just retire and set into the sunset. Hey, look at I, I'm the I'm on the home team. It's our stadium. We went to the Super Bowl and I won it because I'm so great. That you know uh, that Lombardi lost... trophy toss to Gronk was like, oh my god. I know. Imagine that thing just sunk. Yeah. It'd be like Still... the Titanic. But I mean commercial wise, there was really nothing fun exciting. Well, um, commercial-wise, I, I popped for, oh, I don't know. I, I think it was a, a, a cellular phone commercial with Blake Shelton, phone. Oh, Gwen, and, uh, Stefani, Gwen Stefani, and Adam yeah. Levine. Uh, yes. I didn't think it was great, but I popped at it, at them kind of like poking fun at Blake Shelton. But I liked the State Farm ad with Drake, Aaron Rodgers, Paul Rudd, and uh, whoever else might be in that. Okay, yeah. I popped like... A, Big time pop at the Sam Adams commercial because it opens up. You think it's about to be a Budweiser gimmick with the well, Clydesdales? Yes. And then he takes the reins off. He goes, "Well, I wasn't, I wasn't freaking expected that." <laughs> well, here's my thing with like with Budweiser. They're like, "Oh yeah, Budweiser's not going to have any commercials this year, so they can take money and spend it towards you know uh, the frontline workers and this, that, and the other thing." They had, I counted, there was about four different Budweiser commercials. And then, like, they had one for Stella. But Stella is owned by Budweiser. Yeah. That's well, why I, That's why you have to drink Coors Light, folks. They didn't have any. Maybe they weren't uh, spending big bucks on their commercials or something. How much was a 30-second 30, a 30 ad? It's $5 million. Uh, yeah. I love That's what I saw a lot of people saying. Like, instead of spending all this money on Super Bowl advertising, how about you just give it to COVID workers and stuff? Yeah, how about you give it towards frontline workers and research? Like Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton spent, gave a million dollars of her own money for COVID research. Bless um, her. She was also on the Super Bowl, Super Bowl commercials. Yes. Also, John Cena's commercial, wasn't uh, wasn't a big fan of it, there, but uh, I certainly submitted my count for Mountain Dew bottles in the yes. commercial. I didn't even pay. I, after, like, they showed, like, 20, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I'm not doing this. See, I... Didn't see the commercial, and I submitted 161, obviously. How many were there? Uh, well, I don't know, but I submitted 161 first because that's, like, part of my social media gimmick right here, my okay. number. Yes. Then I doubled it and submitted that, and I also then – you're allowed three guesses. Okay. I went and tried to sit down and count them all, and I came to, like, 305, and I could be way off on that. All right. 
But that's uh-huh. what I came to. And I think the best commercial that aired, I, by the way, just watched the commercials. I just, like, fast-forwarded through the Super Bowl afterwards. <laughs> um, but I, the best commercial, I think, was the Cheetos commercial with Ashton Kutcher, Miller, That was Kunis, pretty good. Shaggy. That was pretty good. Um, the, I mean, the outcome of the game was not to my liking. Some people are, you know, great. Tom Brady's a goat. No, he's not. Um, I don't know if you saw that meme of, like, world titles – Tom Brady seven, Bret Hart seven, Intercontinental Championship. I did Bret see Hart that, th- and and no offense, no knock to Bret Hart, but the goat is our truth. No, nobody's touching our truth here. Yeah, in professional sports. So yeah, and uh, but I have to say, I, as a wrestling fan, this past week I kind of felt slighted. Why? Rob Gronkowski was on the Tonight Show. Okay. And they spoke about his time in between being on the Patriots and him being on the the Buccaneers. They mentioned the Masked Singer, they mentioned this, they mentioned that. Zero mention of him being in WWE. Well, why don't you do like every other wrestling fan does and takes the Twitter and do like a new cancel cancel the Tonight Show because they oh, didn't mention to, WWE. I don't need to have the Tonight Show canceled. I just felt slighted as a wrestling fan that he didn't speak about WWE like he was he he was it's not that he was like a a guest at WrestleMania or anything he was a WWE superstar he signed a contract figure yeah he's in video games like hello yeah I know brother where were you yeah well that was uh, a wonderful entertaining Super Bowl and now uh you know now we have to look forward to uh WrestleMania it's the next big thing same stadium by the way and I don't know what their rules are gonna be but when I was watching the Super Bowl, I was kind of blown away at how many people they had packed together. Yeah. No, a how, a they, lot of those people like, had to be double like six, vaccinated. Yeah, but they say that whole six feet social distance gimmick, but there were people like diagonally, like really close to each other. Yeah. And of course, you got everybody there. Not everybody, obviously, but there were some people there not wearing masks. And I was like, what the hell's going on here? Yep, Roger Goodell sucks. I didn't understand that at all. Yeah. I, and that's like another thing. Like it, that's, I still don't understand that whole COVID gimmick where it's like, if you're eating and drinking, it's fine. I what if know. you, what if you have, did you have to provide a negative test? I think you did, right? Uh, a negative PCR test 72 hours beforehand. I was administered P- to uh, 72. I know that's the rule now. Because yeah, New York, New York is going to start opening up, like you know, hockey and baseball and stuff like that. So you have to have a negative PCR test seventy two hours before going into uh, any of these events. Yeah, in in uh, two weeks, the first games I believe are a Nets game at Barclays Center and a Rangers game at the Garden. But it's so like at, so I, I don't understand. When like, are you going to the Garden, Brandon? I'm not. I don't. First of all, I don't understand how. These prices have to be absolutely insane. I bet. I don't know. A buddy of mine got opening day tickets for Mets, but he said he had credit because he bought tickets last season. Opening day tickets for the Mets, but that's not even... They don't even know if that's going to be open yet. It's a COVID site. Yeah, I know. Uh, they're going, they're I, going I don't forward understand their season, this. so... And it's the craziest thing is that it's 10% capacity. That's like... Under 2,000 seats for most of these places. Yeah. So. 
And it's crazy. And it's like Jones Beach. They have, I got an email from them saying like, buy uh, season tickets or whatever now. And they already have all their seats on sale. But the seats are all, because they were from last year, people got to keep their seats to the to the shows this year. And they're yeah. already sold next to each other. Yeah, true. So there's no social distancing there. I don't know. I don't, I really don't get any of this, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's wild. Wild yeah. crazy. So, but yeah, no, uh, if you're asking, my week was, uh, has been really busy. Um, now that high contact of uh, winter sports are back in session, we're, uh, back to basketball. So I did uh, two live stream basketball games yesterday. I uh, got to do some fencing today, more basketball tomorrow. Uh, we got wrestling coming up, and next week my company's got a bunch of broadcasts. So, like full on broadcasts, like production and you know, graphics and all that stuff. So, uh, everything's nuts. I did buy three out of like the six Macho Mans that Pro Wrestling Tees put on sale last week. I could not believe that sale, man. That was that was wild. <laughs> like I like here's my opinion. I I love it. I think it's a great way to get keep people to buy more. But it's like. People are gonna buy the first Macho Man, and then when you release six one, they're gonna be so just like nutted out for you know. Oh man, I have to buy another Macho Man. That's why I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna get this one. But it was five ninety nine. I'm like, when I saw yeah. the price of it, I was like, I have to get it. I got every single one in a figure defender. I just I think it sucks that you had to pay shipping on each individual one. Yeah, I I, I get it. I I mean I I get that part annoyed me but i also understand this like exclusivity model that they did which i thought was cool so i got three of them and as i told you i'll probably flip two of them and i just i don't get these things at all to me they're just bigger homies you know yes i know i liked i saw that tweet i like them i actually just got a jake the snake in the mail this week like those literally cost like 50 to 75 cents yeah and one of those bridge gimmicks and now everybody's paying a hundred bucks for some of them. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's uh, stop talking about our weeks and everything that's going on. And let's talk about professional wrestling. I uh, will start off with impact wrestling. They have no surrender this Saturday night on impact. Plus I will be watching it. Uh, but to start off, you have a start of impact for the week. <laughs> you have an eight man tag match with the competitors in this Saturday's triple threat revolver match. The winner of that match goes on to face the X division champion. Uh, and you had the baby faces, uh, Trey Miguel, Josh Alexander, Willie Mack and suicide uh, defeating Chris Bay, Ace Austin, Davari and Blake Christian, Blake Christian get another shot at impact. Very cool. This at first confused the absolute hell out of me because the way striker set it up, it was as if we were going to be actually seeing, in my mind at least, I thought we were about to see a triple threat revolver match, like a pre, because he said a preview of it. Yeah, and and I thought Fulton was in the match as well, and I was like, "What is happening here? I need somebody to help me here." <laughs> and then I slowly realized that it was an eight man tag, and I was like, "Okay, this makes more sense." But I. I for what this match was, I thought it was cool. I liked uh, oh, uh, Trey Miguel. I think shined big time in this match. Yes, and well, I he's think supposed he to. Might be the favorite to win that revolver match on Sunday or Saturday. I mean, I don't think so. And why? Because after the match, you had Sammy Callahan come on the screen and try to get into Trey Miguel's head. So I think Sammy might cost him something. 
cost him, which might lead to a match at, I think their next event is Revolution. So, I mean, I would like to see, honestly, out of this match, I'd like to see Austin, uh, Ace Austin win it. So. But the X Division champion is Manic, right? No, it's TJP. Oh. Yeah. Wait. No, isn't it actually Manic? No, it's they, it's actually TJP. Because Manic was TJP couldn't challenge for it. Manic challenged for it, and then it turned out to be TJP. When did they? Wait, when did he unmask as Manic? He a while ago. No, but when did he unmask? I don't know. Whatever. Let's just keep going. It, it's confusing. TJP stinks. Um, in my personal, opinion. I disagree. Yeah. Okay. Um, next up, you had Kimberly. With Deanna Prazo and Susan picking up the victory over returning to the ring, ODB. Um, OD, and then after, you know, this was uh, also a, a three-on-two beatdown. Yeah, Deanna Prazo and Susan got involved multiple times, but then Jordan Grace and Jazz eventually ran down to make the save, and uh, Susan wants a six-woman tag at No Surrender, which she's got. Yeah, so cool. I put ODB. I thought ODB, for not being in the ring for a very long time, was great. Still had to her uh, steam shtick. Yeah. Yeah. I want to try that barbecue truck she has. Um, ODB, if you're uh, coming, come to Long Island. I think she's, she used to, or not used to, she does the, did, did, um, AEW tapings a few times. Oh, cool. Yeah. Help, and AEW helping her out. Helping her out, so. Uh, We saw Johnny Swinger backstage get a, uh. He had the wad of cash from Hernandez. And uh, that plays into factor later on, I believe. With Fala, if I'm not mistaken. I forget. I forget too. But uh, we also saw Cousin Jay come out, followed by Violent by Design. And he ends up throwing the towel at them and he goes after Cody he goes after Eric and they eventually take him out and right before Joe Doring stomped him on his neck with the chair around it Cody stops it and Eric Young sets up that match of the pay-per-view between Cody and Jake yes so it's not it's, it's not cousin Jake it's Jake something yeah and he says he stands for something so after this, uh, you have Rohit Raju send a message to TJP about their uh, his plans on taking his ex. There, there it is. TJP is the the exhibition champion. Um, he sends a message to TJP ahead of their X division clash. No surrender. You know he's got his muscle in the background. He's going to lead him to a second X division championship. So cool, TJP versus Rohit Raju. But next we up, we had another AEW promo. Great. Fantastic. Love these. Tony Khan looking like uh, the billionaire that he is with his ridiculous Jaguars uh, jacket on. Yeah. And talking about, you know, he's like, oh, hey, guess what? Don Callis, you've changed me. I've opened the door. I am the forbidden door. And talking about Kenta, talking about John Moxley, talking about AEW's involvement, saying he's going to bring AEW guys to Impact. Tony Khan is now the forbidden door. You have the uh, invisible hand, Don Callis, and the forbidden door, Tony Khan. Yeah. TFDTK. <laughs> Love it. Uh, we had a I- promo from the Good Brothers that 
just uh, set up the main event match. Yeah. Yes. Nevea picks up the victory over Kiera Hogan via disqualification when uh, Havoc tried to get involved. The referee was distracted, but then the referee saw when Tasha Steeles hit Nevea. Yes, it's going to be a Texas Tornado no disqualification match for the Impact Knockout Championship at No Surrender. And then afterwards, they blamed Brandon Toll. Yes, because he was the referee that didn't want to go to their Fire and Flavor Fest. Not, uh... Not entirely wrong, though. Yeah. Because he only seems to see when they're cheating. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Earlier, liked... well, oh, go on. I was going to say, throughout the night, we've gotten all these happy birthday remarks yeah. to Tommy Dreamer from everybody on the Impact roster, people on the AEW roster. Um, P. I like Williams, awesome. P. Williams, awesome. MJFs was, was fun. I like yeah, to, those, and he kicks, those... he's like, what? Bunch of AEW superstars making their actual debuts. Yeah, Chris Jericho has now actually appeared on Impact Wrestling, and it wasn't archival footage; it was new footage. Yeah, wow. So cool. Next up, you have an Ingram promo with XXL, Tennille Dashwood, and Caleb with a K, and Larry D talk about you know he refuses to hit Rosemary, but he has someone that will, and they're going to battle the decay this Sunday. But Caleb, with a K, wants a piece of that action tonight, calls out to Decay, and the Decay has a new member. And that is AAA star Black Taurus. Black Taurus. I don't you know. Say that potato. was a you funky, say funky pronunciation they were doing over there. I've watched a bunch of his matches, never, ever heard his name pronounced like that. So I don't know what was going on there. Um, I think this is a great addition to the Decay. And I, what's cool is that I completely forgot that he was at the tapings. Yeah, so did I. I didn't even know he was at the tapings. And then he showed up. I was like, I was blown away. I thought that I was know. awesome. You, you and we, we most recently saw him at uh, Triple Mania as uh, the Thanos character, the, the Marvel character based on Thanos. Oh, that's right. In that match, yeah. So, But Black Taurus, Black Taurus, whatever you're going to call him, picks up the victory over Caleb with a K. Yeah. and uh, I think this is – and I, I just said it two seconds ago – I think this is a great addition to the decay. He's like their monster, yeah. you know. Put him in the exhibition. That'd be sick. Uh, we saw Brian Myers and Hernandez backstage, where Hernandez didn't want a tag match, and now that it's a tag match, she kind of wanted more money. And uh, this is actually where Fala looked at Hernandez because of the money. Yes. So I wonder if that's going to come into play again somehow. Yes. Yeah, maybe. But the main event of Impact this week saw James Storm and Chris Sabin defeat the Good Brothers via disqualification. So the Good Brothers retain the Tag Team Championships. So I was fine with the match. But Matt Hardy and Private Party came out to watch this and ended up running in and out during the pin, which, like, to me, it didn't look like enough happened to cause a disqualification. Yeah. Well, maybe they're going to change it to a triple threat match now. Is that thing? Is that going to happen? Oh, it already is. They made Yeah, they made it a triple threat match. Yeah. So uh, so Matt Hardy was hyping up Private Party, and then Scott approached them and uh, added James Storm and Chris Sabin to the match. Yeah. And they were like, what? No way. Uh, what? No and way. then... Oh 
And then Impact's final segment of the evening saw Tommy Dreamer and Rich Swan sign that contract for their championship match at No Surrender. Moose interrupted this and said that Rich Swan is basically taking off, taking the night off by facing a 50-year-old. I don't think so. I think this match is definitely awesome. No, yeah, yeah. I have I have zero zero faith in Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get that double negative in there. <laughs> yes. I have all the faith in Tommy Dreamer. Is what I should have said. <laughs> yeah, but he apparently he's gone on record this week and said, "Yep, this is probably going to be like my last. You know, I'm not going to be like a featured player on Impact as much now after this." Hmm. So. It kind of just shows Rich Swan's going to win or Moose is going to get involved. Yeah, and Moose and Rich Swan got in each other's faces and Tommy was the one that broke it up. So maybe we will see Moose take Tommy out after the match. Or maybe we see Tommy Dreamer win the Impact title and then Moose challenges him to a match right afterwards and we know Tommy Dreamer, the baby yes. face that he is. Yeah, that's, bring the bell! That's very plausible. And I think I even saw in the news gimmicks that... There were talks of Tommy maybe getting the title from Tessa Blanchard back when oh, really? she had it. If that's accurate, I'm not sure. I just read the headline, so read the headlines, brother. All right, so that was a, a solid. Uh, do you want to do the predictions and stuff like that now for? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, so this Saturday on Impact Plus, it's gonna be no surrender, emanating from that sound studio that they're in in Nashville, Skyway Studios. Uh, nine matches. Nine solid matches. You have the Decay facing off against Tennille Dashwood and XXL. Um, I th- we think we both know it's going to be gotta the Decay. Be. Yeah, got to be. Got to be the Decay. Jordan Grace, Jazz, and ODB will facing off against Deanna Perrazzo, Kimberly, and Susan. I'm saying Deanna Perrazzo, Kimberly, and Susan. I think Jordan Grace, Jazz, and ODB. Okay. All right. Good. I thought we were about to like agree across the board. Jake something will be facing off against Diener. I think we both know it's going to be Diener. Uh... I, mm, I don't know. I would say Jake something here. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's uh, got to be a reason for that big build before. Yeah, I know, but we'll Diener see. Diener got the upper hand. I know, but he, who's gonna be in his? Who's gonna be in Diener's corner? Eric Young and Joe Doring. Who's gonna be in Jake something's corner? No one. Someone. Rhino's gonna be there. Oh yeah, maybe Rhino, Rhino and Heath. Yeah, something like that. All right, you're going to have Fire and Flava defend their Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships against Havoc and Nevea. I'm saying Fire and Flava here. I would like to say Fire and Flava. But you're going to say Havoc and Nevea. It's just something I could see them doing, right? Uh, no. I don't know. There's, uh, for me, there's no reason that this match is taking place. So I would like to, I'm just going to say Fire and Flava. I would like to see them hold the titles. Yeah. All right, a triple threat revolver to determine the number one contender of the X Division Championship. You're going to have East Austin, Blake Christian, Chris Bay, Davari, Josh Alexander, Suicide, Trey McGill, and Willie Merrick. I'm saying Ace Austin. I'm going to say Josh Alexander. Um, uh, next up, you have Eddie Edwards and Matt Cardona facing off against Brian Myers and Hernandez. I am going to say Brian Myers and Hernandez. With Eddie Edwards, mm. with Brian pinning Eddie Edwards. I know. I'm it's, gonna it's, say it's t- Matt and Eddie. Okay, wow, are we? We're not picking at all. TJP versus Rohit Bashu with Mahabali Shira by his side. I'm saying Rohit. Um. Wow. I'm sticking with TJP here. All right. Rich Swan will be defending his World Heavyweight Championship against Tommy Dreamer. 
I'll Swan. say Rich Swan, yeah. All right. Yeah. And the Good Brothers will be defending their Impact World Tag Team Championships against Chris Sabin, Jay Storm, and Private Party. Good I'm, Brothers. I'm going to say Private Party. Hmm. With the Good Brothers not taking the pinfall. And with Chris Sabin and J- one of them getting pinned by Private Party. It would be good. I, honestly, I think it would be really good for Private Party to pick up the victory here. Because I don't think the Good Brothers need the titles at all. Nah. I, I, I agree. And they could still succeed in like a cross platform for both companies. Yeah. Absolutely. Not not saying that uh that private party can't. Okay. But it, to me it's like when the Street Profits went to evolve and won the titles. Yes. Okay. It was a it was a good way for them to kind of get their bearings underneath them. Yeah. Yeah. They were the NXT Tech Team Championships, right? Champions, correct? Um Street Profits. I, I'm going to say yes. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, let's switch it. Since we spoke about AEW stars that are going to be on Impact Wrestling, let's talk about AEW itself. Uh, you kicked off the show with Darby Allen successfully defending his TNT title against Joey Janela. Yeah, um, I think they, they killed this. Yeah, I thought it was great. And I said, I'm like, this car match is going to be a car crash. I think, um, I don't know, this might be Joey's best match in the company so I far. I think so, and I thought he looked really good as well. So give uh, give Joey Janela a little bit more TV time. We saw a promo backstage saw, from uh, John Moxley. Yeah, Tavs had some words for Kentish. Uh, this is the first time he's had his uh, IWGP United States Championship on AEW television. Yeah. So but who cool. knows if we'll see that ever again? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> it's in the feud right now. But like, look, it's like, look how weird that that mega championship was for Triple A. Yeah, no, I agree. So. We saw MJF and Sammy Guevara backstage where MJF was recording Sammy. No, he wasn't saying what he wasn't doing it. He wasn't recording. It was an accident. It's a new phone. Yeah, it was an accident. MJF didn't mean to record Sammy saying that he wanted to take over the inner circle. And Sammy was pissed, so he smashed the phone and then punched MJF below the belt. Yeah. Which we'll uh, speak more on that later. The next match, or, yeah, the next match of the evening, we saw Cody and Lee Johnson, who is a new member of the Nightmare family. And also a new contracted talent to All Elite Wrestling. So congratulations, Lee Johnson. I don't know what the Nightmare family, what, what that means. Does it mean he's just part of a stable in AEW or is a nightmare family like something else they uh apparently like Cody has a wrestling school right that's what I was thinking, and Lee like, Johnson is, he... is like one of his one of his students so then so but yeah, it's like so it's kind of part, part of the of stable. stable yes so they pick up the victory over Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi uh I like Arn that Anderson's son was out there which is so bizarre seeing him I he like Jim Ross like... already Jim Ross, right on the nose almost. He's like, it's a combination of Arn and Ollie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which makes no sense because they're not related. But that, seeing him, that was bizarre. And I saw somebody else post saying, like, you definitely know that's Arn Anderson's son because you can't <laughs> tell how old he is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, uh, uh, reports are saying that Cody actually got hurt during this match. Uh, apparently he had torn rotator cuff, I heard, I read somewhere. Yeah, that's a, so, that's a shame if that's actually true. I do think the Cody and Peter Avalon feud is boring. Okay. I don't know where this is going to leave Cody for his match with Shaq. 
Yeah, it might just turn into a red velvet versus uh the other one. What's your um, name? Jade Cargill. Yes, sorry, I'm very tired. But I I feel like in this match, I think they did too much for how short it was. You think so? I do. I liked Lee Johnson winning this match and everything. I I wish the ending wasn't that schoolboy roll up. Yeah, but I it got Lee Johnson uh, a pinfall victory, his first victory on AEW, and he said, you know, after the match too, he's like, I was zero and twenty nine. You know, I never had a win. This is a big win. It was a good way to highlight your talent. Also. Uh, he mentioned everyone as his trainer except for QT Marshall. <laughs> he's got to be a trainer of his, right? I think he's partners with Cody at the Nightmare Factory. He has to be. Like yeah. he's like Arn Anderson, Cody, Dustin. <laughs> QT Marshall just sitting so there, like, hey, Dude, Marshall's staring a hole right through him. Yeah. I was, I was like, I'm like waiting. Hello, QT's right there. Also, you're not going to mention him, but. Also, by the way, I am so surprised that Arn Anderson, he was trending on Wednesday, and I'm shocked that he didn't, that they didn't have him hit a spine buster in, in the previous segment or something like that. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, beyond surprised that that didn't happen. Arn Anderson was trending. Oh, boy. Yeah, the full day, too. It was pretty crazy. Because Why? WWE, WWE does their uh, their... I don't know if it stands for, like, What a Move Wednesday or something. Oh, okay, yeah, I saw that. And they, they post a video of who does, like, who does the best move, and then people, like, all submit their answers and whatever. This week was who does the best spine buster, and a, obviously Arn Anderson was missing from that list. Um, I feel like they typically don't put somebody else who's who would be an AEW in there, but yeah. I don't, I'm not, can't say that for sure, but I think... Uh, I think Arnold Anderson's right under Ron Simmons for me. Yeah, I agree so too. Bobby Roode has a really good spine buster too. Yeah, but Bobby Roode's spine buster is like straight out of Arn Anderson's. Book. Same thing with it. Like Carly Anderson has a really good one too, but it's the same Anderson style spine buster, but yeah. not really Anderson. That's like, well, Triple H too. Triple H kind of Arn Anderson. Yeah. All in the same, At- same tree. After this, we get the Young Bucks backstage with the Good Brothers. I. Uh, believe this sets up a match between the four of them next week nope it sets up a match between the young bucks and then santana ortiz for the titles next week oh yeah because they're like like oh we don't want to wait till the revolution to face uh jericho and mjf let's uh let's uh you know santana ortiz are in the top 10 let's just challenge them and you know gallo is just being gallo he's like yep yep brother ratings monster (laughs) we saw Adam Page and Matt Hardy backstage throughout the night. Matt Hardy rented out a bar for them. Adam Page runs into the Dark Order on his way there, and they were all like weird exes, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, hey, hey, what, how's it going? Hey. And uh, later on, though, we saw Matt, Hart- Matt Hardy was getting Adam Page, like, super wasted. And beyond- behind Adam Page's... Uh, Sight, I guess he was throwing his drinks on the floor. Yes, I saw pretending to be wasted. Yeah, Matt pitches him a contract, and Adam Page, um, behind Matt Hardy's back, Matt cuts a mean promo to the camera, and behind his back throws his contract on the floor, pulls out another contract, signs it, and has Matt Hardy sign it as well. So next week we'll find out what that contract between. Adam Page and Matt Hardy said, 
I, I don't know. What do you, I mean, it's probably just a match or what? Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe he's exclusive now to the Matt Hardy brand. No, Matt, that was a different contract though. Or maybe Matt Hardy is exclusive to his brand. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I'm not too sure. After that, we saw Pac defeat Ryan Nemeth, which I think went as expected. It was yeah. a good match to put Pac over. Yes, absolutely. I really liked that the the sell that Pac did from the Ziggler DDT. Yes, so I I did. I liked this match. I like Ryan Nemeth. I liked he he like told the story. He goes, yeah, I went there to go visit. Uh, I went there to go visit what's it called, um, you know, Miss uh, Miss Huber, and then I was there. He's like, "Oh, hey, if you're here, you want to work?" It's like, "Oh yeah, sure, why not?" Hmm. So, and then he just got more work out of it. So. After that, we saw Miro, Kip Sabian, and Penelope Ford talking about the wedding from last week, and it cuts off with Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor being like, "What? Uh, what did you think was going to happen?" Yeah. Then we saw MJF let Chris Jericho know what Sammy Guevara did to him. They go out there for their match. MJF and Chris Jericho pick up the victory over the acclaimed. We saw MJF selling his injuries from Sammy Guevara. And at one point, at one point, Ortiz went to check on MJF. And behind the referee's back, Max Caster hits Chris Jericho with the boombox to prevent the lion salt. But Jake Hager ends up pushing. Um, Max off the, the top rope. And Anthony Bowens in this match took a disgusting fall at the end of the match. I don't know if you caught it. He took a really did the bad... Ref, did the ref run out to, to check on him? Yes. No? The ref like ran out immediately to check on him, or somebody ran out to check on him. I, I remember I looked over, I was like, oh my god, I think Anthony Bowens died. But, uh... Jericho hit a Judas effect on Caster to pick up the victory in this match. But I feel like, I mean, it's it's been happening a lot less lately. But the referee in this match and another match later on, I think, looked very stupid. Okay. With everything going on behind his back. it made To me, it made no sense. He was paying way more attention to the outside stuff. But afterwards, we saw Sammy Guevara come out. And quit the inner circle. Pushing him to be a big baby face. I've said this in the past. I believe you've said this in the past. Yep. I don't buy Sammy as a face. I don't I don't buy it either. The crowd instantly flipped and cheered Sammy Guevara. Instantly flipped. And then he uh, was interviewed by Marvez on his way out. And he said that he has to leave and uh, take time to refocus. So... He's going to come back out with that stupid panda hat on. That'll take him off TV for a bit. And uh, when he comes back, it'll be a big baby face, which I still, I don't, I, I just, I don't buy it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you on this one. Tony Schiavone interviewed Sting, which was cut off by Team Taz. They had Darby Allen knocked out and zippered up in a body bag, which they then dragged from a car. Hey, Listen. It, this it this is a a blood feud. This is not about the TNT Championship. This is about Team Taz. They're assassins, and they're showing how dominant they can be. But when you get a sixty-five-year-old man in the ring, you're nothing. It's not even in the ring, though. Oh yeah, it's a street fight. <laughs> it's gonna kind of. I mean, to me, I think it's gonna kind of suck if Sting 
and Darby pick up the victory. It's going to happen. We know this. It seems like it, yeah. So uh, After that, up, we got a weird promo from Kenny Omega where he was golfing. Hey, listen, he can do whatever he wants. He's the number one wrestler in the world. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Uh, but next up after this, women's action. As Thunder Rosa punched her ticket into the second round of the Women's World Championship Eliminator Tournament, say that ten times fast, uh, against legit Layla Hirsch. Me and you were both hoping that Layla Hirsch was going to get the upset here. But I, didn't, I don't know, is Thunder Rosa even signed to AEW or no? No, she's not. So, uh, I, don't I, think, think, I don't think Layla Hirsch is either. I thought for sure she was. I, maybe, I don't know. You'll probably. But I think I there were a few like off moments in this, but I think... If it wasn't Joey and Darby, I think this might have been my favorite match of the night. Yeah, I thought it was great. So now she's going to go on to the next round of the United States side of the World Championship Eliminator Tournament. I Uh, I don't know. I guess I don't know if like we're to assume we're going to be getting Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker again. I feel like that makes sense, right? it, It does. It does make sense. Um, because Hikaru Shida is not in this because she's the champion, or maybe this is a way to build up Thunder Rosa to win the entire thing. We get Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa again. Hmm. That could be another thing. But the Japanese side of this is all going to be on YouTube. I know Brandon has been very vocal on social media underneath yeah. the marking out name about how he is not a fan of this. But I just think it's stupid. When, it, when they did it with the women's tournament, they didn't get the same views. They have AEW Dark every week. They have their second show right now. Which isn't the same exact view as... But you know what I love the fact about your tweet? Is that you started talking about ratings. And then on the show... Because I don't care. No, I don't care about ratings. That's the thing. No, no. I don't care about ratings, but they tout their ratings. Okay, great. So Tony Khan is going to say, oh, we did so well in the ratings this week. Why are you putting something that gets... 700,000 viewers versus something that gets 200,000 viewers. Why aren't you putting that on the 700,000 viewer side? Because it, like, they're, they're it, rushing it, it, this tournament. Somebody told me that the, the finale is revolution. Yes. Why is this not double or nothing? Because maybe they have another storyline planned out for after that. There's 16 women in this. There's no end point for them. They're it, setting this. They're setting that up for the failure. And no, it's it's not. I don't think it's setting it up for failure. Again, we live in an age where everything isn't about what's just on television. What's what? Right, it's a matter yeah. what's what's on your other social channels. Okay, let's let's but, send people to the YouTube channel. Let's send people to hey, check out our Instagram. We're gonna do an Instagram live here. That's not on TV. That's on your phone. Who's we live in we into li- Instagram live for a wrestling match. Not, people may be doing that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm giving you like, it's not about what's just on TV. It's about I just you branching out more to viewers, different. If like, you can want I, more eyes my... on these people though, Who put can? it on. But it, you're, you're bringing your product to different platforms right now. It's not just what, what's about TV. That's the thing. They NXT is not going to be on TV in two months. Who said I, that? Apparently, you said that. You said you think NXT's moving to Peacock. That's, but that's not even that. No, that turned out to not be accurate. But still, like, what happens if that does happen? What are you gonna? What are you gonna say? Oh man, NXT's being set up for failure. No, because people are gonna go to Peacock. People are gonna subscribe. The NXT diehards will go to but Peacock. You're, to but watch you're not it. understanding what I'm saying here. But you're not understanding what I'm saying either. 
Yeah, but what this you're not, saying not is up you're, you're getting something saying, a different side of a product that's going onto YouTube. It doesn't have right, to be on TV. But if people aren't tuning into that, people we why, know AEW fans, they will tune in. We've into seen it. it with the other tournament. People did not the amount of people that tuned into the women's tournament was not the same as the TV. Okay, it was well, a I'm, big difference. It was a very big difference. And then they're setting up one of the Joshis for television. But where, where, who is this person? What if, what if you're watching AEW television and you don't watch anything other than AEW television? Okay, so that's you cannot your, assume that's everybody watches the YouTube stuff. You can't. That's what we've said for months. You can't assume everybody sees be, uh, being the elite. Okay, and they have storyline stuff on there. I I agree to disagree here, as Dave would say. I don't have a problem with it. It's the way to streamline to different avenues that people watch. As you said, people might just watch the AEW product. People might just watch what's on YouTube. And I also think that they should have all had video packages to set them up, especially because it's an international crowd. The big thing, they when they introduced everything, Tony Schiavone, one of the, the, the biggest things that they could mention about somebody, oh, her nickname is this. How do they introduce Priscilla Kelly to... The, I'm just I'm just asking because I don't Very know. Very poorly. Again, so are you gonna? They put it on 205 Live, and I don't think it should have been on 205 Live. But again, that's the that's the way that they have to. They're trying to get people to watch 205 Live. So how are we gonna do this? Hey, guess what? We have these debuting indie hands that we've re- renamed. Well, they've renamed themselves, and they're on here. Check out 205 Live. They're trying to they're trying to get people to uh, other. Avenue, whatever. I, we're not gonna agree about this. We're gonna argue about it until the end. Let's talk about Jungle Boy. He yeah, had, Tony Schiavone and Jungle Boy had their little interview, and he spoke about FTR, which I think the biggest thing to mention for FTR next week is they're facing Matt and Mike Seidel. Yeah, Mike Seidel can get a uh, work on AEW, but other people can't. Like who? I don't know. I'm saying like Matt. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So I mean, it's cool. After you know, how long has Matt and Mike, Mike said I'll have te- haven't teamed up? I'm not sure. The last time we saw Mike, he was in. Well, the last time I saw Mike, at least he was in WWE. <laughs> yeah, but you know, right, like I think Ring of Honor was the last time they teamed up, which is crazy. Yeah, so it's been a bit. But obviously, FTR is picking up the victory there, right? Oh, without a doubt. Come on, yeah. just to, you know, unless know. unless there's that distraction, there's the Jungle Boy aspect there. So maybe Matt and Mike Seidel do pick up the victory there. Maybe. Main event, though, saw Kenny Omega and Kenta team up to defeat John Moxley and Lance Archer in a false count anywhere match where I don't even think it needed to be a false count anywhere match because mostly every time these guys are in the ring, it turns out to be a match like that. I thought it was a fun match. (laughs) Yeah, and it went as I think it went as you would have expected. Yes. Any sort of false count anywhere match between these guys to go. They fought in the kitchen like it was uh, the first SmackDown <laughs> game. I popped for that. The potato. Yeah, which is a classic thing. Obviously, everybody knows what, well, not everybody, but people know what throwing a potato means. I don't. So, where do you like a stiff punch? Oh, uh, okay. So, it was funny to hear Jim Ross, oh, he's throwing a potato. <laughs> Uh, My God. The, the good brothers got involved and distracted Lance Archer, which didn't really phase him. We saw Jake Roberts hit Carl Anderson with that clothesline. Gallows takes him out. Uh, Omega sets up for a V trigger on him, but Moxley 
goes in there with that barbed wire bat and eventually just falls to a, I mean, I guess we can kind of say a three-man winged, one-winged angel. Yes. Really got the big man up there. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and that was uh, that was in, that was uh, Dynamite for this week. I know next week uh, they're touting it to be really really big as well. Unfortunately, I don't have what uh, is pulled up there, so I'm a terrible broadcast journalist. So, mm. but it'll be fun. And that's uh, that's AEW. Uh, let's take a break, uh, and we'll talk about uh, sports entertainment on the other side, but not without some words from Manscaped. Support for Marketing Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it. Brandon's never done it. You're down there. You, sh- you know, shave it up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick. Get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it, it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. So essentially, it's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. And they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. So that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way, I can charge my more 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's one for this uh, read, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for this read. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Manscaped. I got my foot spray in the mail last week. My feet are smelling pretty fresh uh and it's valentine's day weekends folks so you know if you uh and your significant other plan on uh you know enjoying each other's time especially you know in the northeast we're supposed to get an ice storm this weekend make sure you use your manscape uh well more people 3.0 and uh when you do go to purchase one use the coupon code regardless save 20 percent off and a free shipping but let's kick it to dave and brandon for some wwe talk yeah, Dave, how uh, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing uh, great, you know, hanging in there and uh, doing my thing. How about yourself? You doing good? <laughs> yeah, still great, still awesome as always. Uh, that's always good, always good. 
Moving over to Monday Night Raw. Uh, Monday Night Nitro? <laughs> Grover? I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm well. I was. I think it was more so of a Yoda impression, but yeah, I guess it was, came out more Yoda. I was practicing my Bobcat Goldwig in the car. I can see that, but yeah. uh, great it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> God, ah, Monday Night Nitro. Dude, that's really funny. <laughs> How many people listening would know Bobcat Goldwing? I was legit driving in the car this morning. I'm like, I wonder if I could do a Bobcat impression. And what I'm just like sitting the there. I'm like, I, I, Monday night night. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta clip that out and send it to Mike. That's funny. <laughs> Oh my god. But Monday Night Raw opens up with Adam Pierce and he introduces Shane McMahon who proved to be pointless here. Uh yeah, I'd say so. Adam Pierce announced that Drew McIntyre will be defending the WWE Championship inside the Elimination Chamber. With Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, The Miz, and Sheamus, all former WWE champions, which right then and there, I'm like, damn it. I want the opportunity for new challengers. But if it's McIntyre walking out as champion, this plays into what we said at WrestleMania. He's yeah. defeating all these former champions. Mm-hmm. What if he pulls a Shayna Baszler, though? Uh, That'd be awful, or what? Hmm. I'm, like, nervous to say that, even. I guess. I mean, I wouldn't say awful, but it would definitely give credit. But uh, later on, Sheamus yelled at Adam Pierce over not having his one-on-one title shot against Drew McIntyre and then warned him that the damage, uh, that he's going to be causing some damage there. Yeah, um, warning, warning but in that first segment, we saw AJ Styles come out, put over uh, the Elimination Chamber match and talk about how the odds are stacked against Drew McIntyre. It maybe favors him. Which, and then we saw... Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the, the cards are not stacked in the favor of Drew McIntyre with this. Right. Then we saw Jeff Hardy take on and defeat AJ Styles, where Jeff Hardy sold a knee, or, knee injury during this match. And I could swear to God, I got hair in my mouth. It's not coming out. <laughs> Why would you swear to God about that? No, I swear to God, I feel like you have hair in your Jeff mouth? Hardy has a knee injury like every every other time he wrestles now. Could be. Even if know. it's not actually once a month or whatever, it feels like it's been once a month that we've seen AJ Styles with the knee injury or the leg injury. But AJ Styles locked the calf crusher on uh, You mean Jeff Hardy the second time. Yeah, who did I say? AJ. Yeah, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I don't but, know. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest. I haven't really paid that much attention to Jeff Hardy matches recently. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, like, remembering. Maybe it was from SmackDown. It was, like, moons ago. I don't know. Could be. Saw New Day pick up the victory over Retribution, T-Bar, and Slapjack. I liked 
that tilt a whirl Russian leg sweep during uh, the leg sweep and uh, drop kick that New Day did. Yeah, I liked how Xavier Woods right after he was just like, new tag team move. Which camera. is a big thing. I just spoke about it. Not spoke about it. I tweeted about it during SmackDown. We have seen so many new tag team moves since WW2K20 came out. And there's like, I'd be shocked if if we got more than half of, or any of these new moves. Mm-hmm. It it's would be, like, it would be so cool. many new tag team moves. The only thing, like this entire match, it did not get me involved. Not even with Mustafa Ali yelling at they were yelling orders at retribution. Not not too much. Not and too last much. week we spoke about Raw Talk, how Xavier Woods wants reckoning. He said it on television this week. Yeah, why wasn't she there? Oh, I don't know. Maybe she was getting engaged, who knows? Well that can't be because Keith Lee was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But Next up, you had Lacey Evans pick up the victory over Charlotte Flair. Um, it was by DQ. Should note that. Yeah, Ric Flair cut a promo beforehand, and he reminded me of Jiminy Glick. I don't know if anything Jeez. was wrong with Rick on on Monday. Wait, like Dana Carvey? Who was that? That's Who Martin Short. Martin Short, Martin Short, yes. All right. Yeah, he looked just like Jiminy Glick, and I, I don't know if anything was wrong with him. I hope nothing was wrong with him. I, I feel know. like the sheets would have reported something was wrong with him. Mm-hmm. But Charlotte at one point just snapped and didn't listen to the referee, so she was disqualified. And now Lacey Evans gets a title shot against Asuka. And I know you probably love that, right? I feel like she's gotten so many title shots and has done nothing to earn them. Yeah. Later um, on, we saw Bianca Belair speak backstage about Asuka and Lacey Evans. Nothing really to note from no. that. Um, but after that, we saw Edge come out and say that he's going to wait to see who wins the Elimination Chamber before picking his WrestleMania opponent. So he's waiting for Finn Balor and Pete Dunne to be finished. He's waiting for the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match to be finished. And now he's waiting, well, this wasn't said, but he's clearly going to be waiting for the SmackDown Elimination Chamber and title match to take place. I know exactly what I want him to choose, but we'll see. I think signs kind of point to... Roman Reigns. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's going to be Roman Reigns, even though I would love to see him on NXT for a moment. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. You know, I, I think that having and his... Triple H, I believe Triple H said in a media call this week that Edge wants to work NXT, so... Yeah. Like, hello. I mean, it, I feel like... Like, that's a no-brainer. And his stat, his caliber and his... Um, I feel like just him working with the younger talent would be so beneficial. Maybe we can get uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Johnny and Candace. That would be cool. But John Morrison, The Miz, and Angel Garza came out, and Miz held up the Money in the Bank briefcase in Edge's face. And then, uh, which, by the way, I wouldn't mind seeing like a six-man tag next week. Yeah. With... um, 
Miz, Morrison, Angel Garza, Damian Priest, Edge, and Bad Bunny. I don't know. I I don't see Edge wrestling until I definitely don't see yeah. it either. But Damian Priest picks up the victory over Angel Garza. Bad Bunny was ringside for this and uh, had pyro. By the way, he even had one of the that. the entrance too. Yeah. And uh, Miz and Morrison got involved behind the referee's back, but Bad Bunny grabbed the Money in the Bank briefcase, tossed it in the ring, which the referees saw John Morrison with it, and tossed him and Miz from the ringside area, and then Damian Priest got the victory with uh, the Reckoning. Yeah, I I, I mean, the the interference made sense with by uh, Bad Bunny and everything. How long is this going to go for, though? Is this going to go through... Uh, up to Elimination Chamber or through it with Bad Bunny? Who, Bad Bunny be on a TV? Yeah. Probably is going to have a match at Mania. I wouldn't be surprised. Ah, that's true. We're not too far away from it. What do you, like, maybe Miz versus uh, Bad Bunny? No, it would probably be Priest and Bad Bunny or something like that versus Miz and Morrison. Or if there's a third person, Booker T can join the team. That makes sense to have. Uh, it makes more sense for the tag team match. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, apparently, Bad Bunny is set like the top one through like five best selling stuff on WWE Shop, and like nobody's close to the merch he's sold. That's awful. I don't know. That's awful. He's a big star. That's... Which, by the way, Bad Bunny deniers are just absurd. Absolutely absurd that people are arguing on Twitter that he buys his listens on Spotify. He's not actually as big as WWE is putting him out there because WWE Monday Night Raw ratings aren't as big as the Spotify listens. I don't so know. stupid. I, I just know he's from in a commercial with Snoop Dogg. That's all yeah. I know him from. Yeah, and that's I mean that's pretty big also. Snoop Dogg. WWE Hall of Famer. The first AEW time I saw Superstar. <laughs> the first time I saw him on TV, I thought it was uh there's a there was a fake rapper a while ago. Maybe he wasn't fake, but I thought that he was like a fake like comedian rapper uh when he was in that commercial. And I found out that he was actually a or I guess not rapper, but reggae whatever what is it? Reggaeton. Yeah, you know, that crap. Earlier in the night, I disagree, I like reggaeton. Earlier in the night, though, Keith Lee and Riddle spoke backstage about Bobby Lashley, and I popped at Riddle bringing up Airbud because it's <laughs> so absolutely dated. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't I don't know who pitched that to have that said, but I it was just out there. But Keith Lee picks up the victory over Riddle to become the number one contender for the United States Championship. I thought this was a really cool match. I thought so, like too. We got, we got to see a different side of Keith Lee here. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really good match, and it could have easily went into Riddle's favor. Um, I like the one point where Riddle had the armbar locked in on Keith Lee, and... Yeah. He's and just he got like the curl. Yeah, I, yeah, the curl aspect. I thought it was a really nice match. Yeah, it was more of a big man side of Keith Lee than the uh, acrobatic side, would we say? Mm-hmm. I agree. 
Afterwards, Bobby Lashley attacked Keith Lee and um, and he took Riddle out as well. And I think we've needed this side of Bobby Lashley for literally years. I agree with you. I think that this is the most entertained that I've been by uh, Bobby Lashley in a very long time. I mean, and it's kind of funny because when he returned to WWE, I was actually really excited. And that I was, Which, was quickly reminded why I shouldn't be excited. But ever since he's been with the Hurt Business, I've been excited again. And that the Hurt Lock and everything, he he's showing a lot of good side to him. I'm just kind of disappointed that it's now a triple threat match at the Chamber pay-per-view, but... Uh, yeah. I don't know. That could, why, mean, why that could mean Keith Lee is going to be pinning Riddle to become champion. What makes you say that to set up Mania? I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know. I mean, it could could be Riddle that goes over and then challenges, and then Keith Lee challenges him. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. But next up, you had Lana pick up the victory over Nia Jax in a tables match, and this is probably the match that was spoken about the most on Twitter. I wouldn't say probably. My hole was trending for more than a day. Yes, as uh, Brandon may mention too, the infamous my hole spot. She missed a leg drop. Nia Jax missed a leg drop on the ring apron and then yelled that out. I swear to God, man, I felt so embarrassed watching that. Yeah, I. this match stunk. And then that moment, it was like one of those moments where it was just like, weird like i was just like wait what why i don't mind the finish of the match though where lana like just pushed nia Jax to the table i don't really see any other way it would have happened in that sense yeah i don't think the match really needed to happen no um but that that moment with the with nia Jax yelling just reminded me of michael cole Telling people that Jerry Lawler was suffering from anal bleeding that one time. Yeah, the thing I'm like, the thing that really baffles me the most is that this is a tables match, right? And obviously, the lead up was Nia Jax putting Lana through the table. How many times? I think nine. Right. So this was a this was a big match that was led up to. Um, and to my recollection, they didn't really advertise this match. Right? No. This was, I think, a lower third came up, and it's like, oh, by the way, there's a tables match. Right? Like, like this was just a spur-of-the-moment tables match, a conc- like, what should be a conclusion to this storyline that led up to this moment of a tables match, and us being aware of it is a little graphic, and then it takes place, and it just, I don't know. I, I hope that this is the blow-off of the entire well, I don't, definitely line. don't think it is because Shayna Baszler attacked Lana afterwards. Naomi made the save, and then Naomi went on to defeat Shayna Baszler. But, like, I mean, what, this could only lead into tag team-wise. Right, and then and Shayna Baszler attacked Lana during the match, which led, she gets back into the ring, and Naomi hits that small package and, and picks up the victory. Yeah. I I don't know. I just wasn't a fan of that. Shayna Baszler killed everybody last year at the at the chamber. I hate like I guess we have to let that go. 
Yeah. We have to let go that Shayna Baszler dominated Elimination Chamber last year. And we're not supposed to remember that. You know? Main event saw Randy Orton pick up the victory over Drew McIntyre via disqualification. I didn't want this match to even take place. Last week, we didn't even mention that Randy Orton was no longer severely burned. Yeah. I know. But this week, Sheamus ran down. Later on in the match, accidentally hits Randy Orton with that bro kick. And McIntyre hits Drew, uh, hits Drew, hits Sheamus with the Claymore to close Raw. Aha. Uh-huh. I don't know. This match didn't do anything for me either. Like, this Monday Night Raw was a, a, a dud. It was a dud. The highlight was Keith Lee and Riddle and Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Outside of that... Honestly, oh, and Priest, I mean, yeah, that was, yes, was that was probably too. that was probably the the best match of the the night. Uh, but as bad as this is, I think <laughs> the highlight for me was Shane McMahon returning and then doing nothing. <laughs> he showed up, announced that, and left. Yeah, there was really no nothing else that was really a big draw. But, no, but uh, moving over to NXT, we saw MSK defeat Legato Del Fantasma to advance in the Dusty Classic. For me, this was a tough match to pick a winner because we saw last year's Dusty Classic time splitters had their match and lost in the first round. Mm-hmm. MSK is now going to the finals of the Dusty Classic. Well, I guess the big difference is that back then... Time splitters weren't signed, or at least, right, or at Alex least Kushida was, but Shelly wasn't, right. So that's a big difference where MSK are signed, so they can put them in that finals. And I'm so glad that they're signed. They, I, they did that aided moonsault off the apron. Always cool to see that. The the 450 splash that uh, um, once. No, it was I think Joaquin Wilde did it. Off of Nash's back while um, Joaquin Wild and Raul Mendoza. Raul oh. Mendoza had him in like a fireman's carry, mm-hmm. and he did like a four fifty off of Nash's back onto um, Wesley, which I thought was cool. Yeah, it was a nice opener. Yeah, next match we saw Zia Lee defeat Cora Jade. Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter were ringside arguing with Boa for some reason. Well, it wasn't really like it was them trying, like yelling at Zaylee too, trying to be like, "Hey, this isn't you." Like they were, it's yeah. like they were trying to help her and save her. And then after the match, but the hold up, match. What did what did you think about Zaylee reacting to them though? Well, yeah, she's like afraid of Tian Sha. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, but I like she was yelling back at them like like go away and stuff like that like she wasn't i don't know it was like kind of a snap of what we have been seeing like we've been seeing a dead deadpan straightforward Zia Lee. and then when they came out it's like we saw that human side of her again where she's not just trying to dominate people and Caden carter confronted shah afterwards and Zia Lee was like kind of looked like maybe scared for her life. She takes Caden Carter out. She takes Casey out. And uh, 
Boa's just sitting there getting choked. Yeah, they and Zia Lee was like pleading with her um just for her forgiveness. Yeah. A very, very interesting. I guess this is gonna continue, but we'll see how it goes. Next up we had Scarlet backstage in uh William Regal's office. Yeah, and she I don't I don't want to say threatened William Regal. But William Regal set up Santos Escobar versus Karrion Cross for next week. Which I am very excited for. And my only thing is I wish that this was for the pay-per-view. Yeah, but later on, Escobar spoke about Karrion Cross, And Legado del Fantasma came in to apologize for losing the Dusty Classic match. And then Escobar kind of hinted at taking care of Karrion Cross so he doesn't make it till next week. And when we saw them both later on, they were both taken out. And Karen Cross yelled at Santos Escobar. Meh. I don't know where this is going to lead to, especially since I don't think Cross is 205. Not at all, but I am a fan of seeing them wrestle each other. I think it's going to be a really good match. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. After that, we saw The Way come out. And uh, Johnny was being helped into the ring. He was injured. He was in a wheelchair. Said he was too injured. Won't be facing Kushida at TakeOver. He called for the suspension of Kushida. And then William Regal came out and said that the medical team had cleared him last week. And if Johnny doesn't wrestle at TakeOver, he'll be stripped of the title. And then... William Regal was like, you have to, I forget what the setup was, but Kushida ended up. He was just like, um, he was just like, uh, I'll, I'll have to talk to your opponent, Kushida, Kushida, what do you say? And he was talking, facing, uh, Gargano and them. And they were just like confused. They're like, why is he talking to us? Why are you asking us that? And then you had Austin theory, like tap the guy (laughs) next to him being like, why is he talking to us? And it was Kushida. And then you became one of those, oh, Kushida. And then Kushida just took them all out. And then ended he up revealing that, that Johnny's arm was good. Yeah, he started to tug away at that championship belt. And uh, Gargano, he's he's okay. I like Candice trying to go after Kushida, too. That segment led into the next match, though. Amber mm-hmm. Moon and Shotzi Blackheart picked up the victory over Candice LeRae in indie wrestling to advance in the Dusty Classic. I was surprised. I don't think I was surprised. I was kind of expecting the way to go over. I don't I I don't know. I couldn't see that happening just because of the how how big they're building up Ember and Shotzi. That's true. That's true. I thought there were a lot of nice tag team moves in this match as well. I I totally agree with you. Also the the tightrope walk hurricane rana that candace did i thought was cool yeah yeah but afterwards indie indie wrestling is really has been impressing me for a long time now after that though dakota kai and raquel gonzalez came out as did william regal and he announced that the winners of the dusty classic will receive a women's tag team title shot so i really hope the winners are dakota kai and raquel gonzalez but i don't real i don't know who to pick in that match I don't know who I see going over. 
I'm going Kai and Gonzalez, you know? I, I think, I mean, it's tough, though. I mean, you have Ember Moon, who was on the main roster before. Um, it's a it's a tough call, but... Uh, and then what? They face Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler? Or whoever's champion when they get their shot. I mean, imagine if they did that. If, like, Ember Moon and Shotzi go over on... Uh, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. I nope. really do hope the next women's tag team champions are from NXT. Now the thing that we have yet to see that. Now the thing that sucks is if Lana and Naomi uh, Naomi win it, then that means that they're going to have to compete with Lana, which doesn't really seem realistic to me because Lana still seems very green to me, and being that they're NXT. I think that they wouldn't want them to be in the ring with Lana. So I'm kind of actually now leaning towards Nia Jax and Shane Baszler retaining in this little tag team feud to face whoever this is. Match up next, we saw Kushida defeat Austin Theory via disqualification. Uh, Austin Theory, I think, lasted way too long in this. They like they play him off as kind of dumb, yeah. but... There weren't any signs of that in this match. Yeah, he has his, like, hit and go. But Johnny Gargano eventually kicked Kushida and used his injured arm to uh, punch Kushida. And then Austin Theory afterwards was dragged under the ring, and when Johnny pulled him back out, it was Dexter Loomis. Love it. I saw a vignette for Imperium with Walter. So I guess that confirms that he is coming to the United States. I kind of wish that it was more of an appearance instead of a vignette. Well, we don't know what's happening with this. He's still the UK champion. That's true. And it doesn't mean that he is in the States. Well, I don't see them playing UK video packages in. Yeah, true, true. After that, we saw Cameron Grimes pull up in a Lamborghini giving cash out to the audience and then spoke about video games and spoke about GameStop and how his (laughs) stock went to the moon, which makes sense because that's his catchphrase and it was before the stocks gimmicks. Yeah, and the Twitter, it's always been GameStop to the moon. (laughs) You know? But I thought that that was... I don't know what's next for Cameron Grimes. I don't know either, but I thought that the promo was really funny. And I, yeah, I don't know what's next for him. Throughout the night, though, we did see video packages air for Mercedes Martinez, Tony Storm, and Io Shirai, which I liked them including the May Young Classic Finals history in this between yeah. Io and Tony that mm. happened at Evolution. How long ago was um, it? 2018. Wow. And that's what they tout is I'm very I'm a very different Tony Storm. I'm a very different Io Shirai. No no doubting that. Main event of NXT left my jaw on the floor. And it's still there. The grizzled young veterans picked up the victory over Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa to advance in the Dusty Classic. And this was a great tag team match yeah they brawled beforehand and uh i'm just i'm 
I think it's crazy that they're, I don't know if any other team has ever done this. I really don't think so, but I could be completely wrong. But I don't know if any other team has made it to the finals of a Dusty Classic more than once. Um, And Grizzled Young Veterans were... were uh, I don't think so. They they made it to the finals last year. Yeah, I, I really don't think so. I hope that they win this year. You know, and I, I like the end of the match too. And uh, Champa and Thatcher, what does this lead to them? I'm... I hope that they don't end up continuing to tag team. But I, uh, I made a mistake, though. What's that? 2016 saw TM61 lose to the Authors of Pain in the finals. In the 2018 Dusty Classic, we saw Authors of Pain. Ah. Uh. We saw Undisputed Era and then Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. That's when uh, Roddy turned on them. Mm-hmm. And Undisputed Era won. So the only other team to go back-to-back would be Authors of Pain. Gotcha. And, and, you know, their careers really took off. Took off so much that we have no clue where they are anymore. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah. Um, This match, good match, sets up the finals. But at the close of that... We have our little tease for TakeOver. Yeah, Pete Dunne and uh, Finn Balor went face-to-face to to close the show. Yeah. um, I think that this match is going to be intense and awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to move to NXT UK first. Yeah, go for it. Just real quick. Mako Satamora made her debut for NXT UK, picked up the victory over Isla Dawn. And then Kaylee Ray came out afterwards and held up, held up her title. And um, Io Shirai, I believe, has expressed interest in wanting to face Mako Satamora. And... We've seen Sasha Banks express interest in wanting to face Kaylee Ray. So I think it'd be kind of cool if we got some sort of fatal four-way match there. I don't I don't really ever see that happening. But never say never, I guess. Never say never. We saw Rampage Brown and Joe Coffey in Johnny Saint's office. Johnny Saint just set up a match for them next week. Supernova Sessions, we saw Shaw Samuels as the guest and Noam Dar pitched Shaw Samuels versus A-Kid for the Heritage Cup and uh, Sid Scala said that he'll be considering that. We saw Nina Samuels, um, I don't know if it was a video package or not, I forget, but Nina Samuels versus Zy Brookside is going to be taking place, I think, next week and whoever loses, they'll have to assist uh, the loser or no, the, the winner for a month, which stems from Nina Samuels using her luggage last week that I said, I've never seen that happen before. Uh, we saw Trent seven in a training package. He's still trying to get down to two Oh five to face Jordan Devlin. We saw Piper Niven pick up the victory over a male, a male and uh, Joseph Connors came out during this, which, didn't distract Piper Niven, but I wonder if we could eventually see 
Piper Niven turn maybe heel and join Joseph Connors and Ginny in some sort of stable together. Could happen. But the main event of the evening was for uh, nothing, and there were no titles on the line. Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster picked up the victory over Eddie Dennis and Primate in a street fight that started backstage. Uh, I think this match was around maybe like 15 minutes long. I thought this was a really good match. I popped Mark Andrews, hit a, a moonsault off of a giant platform, which I thought was cool. But if you're going to like watch wrestling and you're going to maybe like think about watching NXT UK, check out this match for sure. But moving over to NXT takeover vengeance day. That's taking place Sunday on Valentine's day. Just a reminder, buy some oranges or something else. No flowers. Disgusting. Oranges smell good. You can eat them flowers. You can't really eat flowers. Nobody's going to eat a flower. It depends on who you talk to. I, I I know people eat flowers, but I'm not going out there and suggesting people eat roses or something. I know people drink rose water and stuff. Don't do that. Just drink orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> but NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. So disappointed that it's not St. Valentine's Day Massacre. It's taking place at the WWE Performance Center, the Capitol Wrestling Center in Orlando, Florida. We're going to be seeing... Uh, for the North American Championship, Johnny Gargano versus Kushida. I'm going to say Johnny Gargano. Although maybe it's Kushida's time. I'm going to... You know what? I'm going to... It'd be really cool if Kushida won because it's been long overdue. You know, I, I am going to go with Kushida. I'm going to go with Kushida. The NXT Championship, Finn Balor taking on Pete Dunne. I think it's Finn Balor. Balor. The men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals. The winners receive the NXT Tag Team title shot. MSK versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. Grizzled. You know, it's weird, though, because the current champions are Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. I think it's hard to, like, not see MSK pick up the victory here. Uh, I, I also see, don't want to see Grizzled Young Veterans go to the finals and also not win the finals this year. Unless they only sets them up to do it again next year and win. Yeah. Which sucks because that means that they're still down there for another year. This but is so difficult, though. To I'm, sticking, I'm sticking with the vets. I'm going to say MSK. All right. The women's Dusty Road, Dusty Road's Tag Team Classic Finals match. Winners receive a Women's Tag Team Championship match. Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. We already basically said who we're going to pick. I'm going with Kai and Gonzalez. I'm going Kai and Gonzalez. Oh, I thought you were going Moon and Blackheart. Look at that. Changed. Uh, I don't know. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> um... You know what? You know what? No, I am going Shotzi and Moon because I believe that Nia Jackson, Shane and Baszler will retain. I do not see whoever the winner of this is going up against Lana, period. So I'm going Ember Moon and Shotzi. I don't know why you keep bringing up Lana, though. She's not in this involvement. Well, the thing, because in my mind, I'm seeing her and 
Naomi pick up the victory over Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the tag team championships. Well, so that's for the-, the NXT Women's Championship, a triple threat match: Mercedes Martinez versus Tony Storm versus the champion Io Shirai. I'm going to say Io Shirai retains the title. I'm going to say Io Shirai retains. You know, maybe this sets up a singles match for WrestleMania, but I'm going Io. Moving over to SmackDown, it opens up with Roman Reigns and Adam Pierce. He brought up Edge. Adam Pierce then announced that Roman Reigns will be defending his title just like Drew McIntyre inside the Elimination Chamber. Paul Heyman said no. And Paul said whoever wins the Elimination Chamber will go on to immediately face Roman Reigns afterwards. And I, like, right then and there, I'm like, damn, that's... I'm." Totally all right with that. Now, why does Paul Heyman have so much pull? It's his contract. It's Roman Reigns' contract, I guess. Jeez, he got the Brock Lesnar contract. But Adam Pearce said he had two people in mind who don't even need qualifying matches, and he announced Jey Uso being one of them and Kevin Owens being the other one. After that, we saw Sonya Deville suggest that winning tag teams in the next match would qualify for the Elimination Chamber match, which Adam Pearce liked, and Sami Zayn and King Corbin defeated Rey Mysterio and Dominic to qualify for the Elimination Chamber match. Very happy about that. Uh, And I like this match. I think Dominic's really enjoyable to watch, and it's cool to see him tag with Rey. Um... He's yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's entertaining, but there's still so much to learn. Still, he's still at the very, very green beginning stage of his career. I don't think so. I think so. We we're gonna see Big E issue an open challenge, and Apollo Cruz came out, and Big E turned him down, and brought out somebody else. It turned out to be Shinsuke Nakamura, which Big E defeated via disqualification. I was disappointed to not see Shinsuke in a qualifier match for the Elimination Chamber. Um, yeah. But Apollo Crews had stayed ringside during this to cheer on Nakamura and eventually dropkicked Big E during the match, so I'm assuming we're going to see a triple threat match, perhaps? Yeah, I'm going to say triple threat match. Seth do you think Rollins, that if it's a triple threat match, do you see Big E retaining? I can't see yeah, Apollo Cruz going over. Big E, hundred percent. The only thing that I could, the only option, other option I could think of is that Nakamura re- wins because Big E and Apollo Cruz just can't stop going at each other. Where Nakamura isn't the distracted one. Yeah, I don't know. But Seth Rollins made his big return to Friday Night SmackDown with Burn It Down. Wow, yeah. For that theme song. Yeah. Uh, The whole locker room surrounded the ring, including the Mysterios, including Buddy Murphy, who were on opposite sides of the ring from each other. Yeah, it's as if the storyline got forgotten. But he referred to himself as the leader of SmackDown in an all-leather suit, shirt, tie. It was weird. Yeah, and Um, what was weird was he wasn't even black and blue. He was he was Monday Night Raw colors. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, so he was putting himself over as the leader of the SmackDown locker room. Everyone left except for Cesaro, and he was saying that Seth Rollins hasn't changed at all. 
And he went to leave, but Seth Rollins took him out. And Cesaro had, uh, I would say, a pretty big match later on. Yeah. After that segment, though, we saw Bailey pick up the victory over Liv Morgan. Oh, Billy but, but Kay. Don't, uh, Daniel Bryan made the save on that. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty positive Daniel Bryan came out to make the save for Cesaro. I, I just thought it was officials. Was it? I thought I saw Daniel Bryan. I don't know. Yeah, I, maybe I'm making stuff up. Let's move on. Billy Kay came out to apologize to Ruby Riot during the match, which this her uh, resumes went all over the ring and that distracted the referee. Bailey was able to cheat to pick up the victory over there. I think they should be doing more here, but yeah, but I, I'm not like not a fan of it. I just feel like it should be longer and I want more from it. Yeah. Uh, for a moment, I was just like, I wonder if Bailey could actually lose. There was that one moment towards the end. I was just like, wait, no. If only Liv Morgan could pick up a big victory. We saw the Street Profits pick up a victory over Chad, Gable, and Otis, which I think was a really enjoyable match. I think. I, yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm curious what the tag team move Smackdown? was going to look like. Wait, there's that's not a thing. Yeah. Where Gable told Otis, hit the clothesline, hit the clothesline. And then that's when he went to the ropes. Oh, and I he... thought you said you're you're looking forward to the tag team elimination chamber match. Wait, what do you mean? I, that's what I thought you had said. I missed what you oh, said. Oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> like in my head, that's what I heard. No, no, the tag team move. Oh, yeah. That they were going to do. Oh, yeah, I wonder what it was. Yeah, it looked like it was probably going to be like a German suplex clothesline combo. Yeah. But I liked, it was really cool. Like, Chad Gable and and Dawkins in the beginning of the match doing, like, move for move. Yeah. Like, I thought that was really, I, I really enjoyed this match, like I said. I I agree with you. Earlier in the night, we saw Sasha Banks and Kalisto backstage, which got cut off by Reginald, and he apologized for last week and then gave Sasha Banks sparkling wine since I don't think it was champagne. Um, And then later on, Sasha Banks in the ring brought up Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair came out, told her that Sasha Banks isn't the boss of her. And then Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler came out. To which, of course, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks played the whole clip. And then they brawled. Yeah. But I've said this before. I really like Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair as a tag team. Uh, I, I agree with you. Earlier in the night, we saw the Dirty Dogs lobby to get into the chamber match, which I thought was a funny segment because they were like, oh, you both want to be in the same pod together? And they're like, no, we want separate pods. (laughs) They weren't having it, and uh, they were put in a match against Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. Cesaro and Daniel Bryan picked up the victory over the Dirty Dogs. And I think the cards were like super stacked against Cesaro here. To the point where I think he might actually win the the chamber match. Yeah, I, it's I could 
It's very he possible. gets taken out by Seth Rollins earlier in the night. We see him get accidentally taken out by Daniel Bryan during this match early on. And he's the one that picks up the victory here. He hits the 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 giant swing and the sharpshooter to, to pick up the victory. Um, I think right now the favorite to win would be Kevin Owens. Because of the aftermath stuff. We saw Jey Uso come out, attack Cesaro with a chair. We saw King Corbin and Sami Zayn who sat or stood ringside for that match. They took out Daniel Bryan and then they moved on to Jey Uso. Sami Zayn attacked Corbin. Daniel Bryan, I think, hit Sami Zayn and then Kevin Owens came out and cleared house. I thought that this was a, a really good match and I liked the end of it. Yeah. It was I thought it was a good way to lead into everything. But that was SmackDown. Hey Brandon, got any shout outs? This is Droopy Dog, and you're listening to Brandon's shout out. First shout out goes to Mary Wilson, who unfortunately passed away this week at the age of seventy-six. She was a founding member of the Supremes, and I always had wished that her and Diana Ross would, like, get back together for a tour, and, like, I'm pretty sure they, they had feuded, mm-hmm. but they never they never toured, and that was a shame, because I like the Supremes, and I would have liked to have seen that live. Nah. Uh, the second shout out though is going to earth at night in color, which is a nature program on Apple TV, which follows different animals in their natural habitats, but at night, but it's filmed with a camera that has like technology. That's so much better than our eyesight that it looks like it's daytime. Huh? Yeah. (laughs) I it's so crazy it's so crazy and because everybody says like that when when do animals like actually interact with people and not with people just interact in general it's at night and these cameras are just like it's almost like daytime it i don't know what to i don't know what to be really visualizing it picture right before Right after the sun sets, where it's still light out and you see stuff, uh huh. But it's just like like that blue sky, the dark blue sky, and everything. Yeah, it's like that. It's not night vision. It's not like that weird gray and black and white reverse images and everything, reverse color. It's really it's pretty impressive. Hmm. And if you have Apple TV, I would definitely suggest checking that out. And uh, staying with Apple TV, I'm giving the last shout out to Central Park, which is a musical cartoon set in Central Park. It's from the creators of Bob's Burgers and has a pretty stacked cast with uh, Kristen Bell, Titus Burgess, David Diggs, Josh Gad, and uh, so many more people. It's been out. I didn't realize Apple TV's... TV programs were going to be like a once a week sort of situation like other like normal TVs. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know when season two is coming out. I already finished season one and I don't even know if I'll have Apple TV. Apple TV. I just have it for one year for free mm-hmm. because I purchased the MacBook. Um, mm. So if season two does come out, hopefully I'll be able to see it before my trial ends. But I somehow doubt that. But those I, are I have, my shout I have one outs. of those access to that I'm not using. You could have better. Do you already have it signed up or? No, not yet. Because if you don't use it, you lose it. Oh, <laughs> well, that's like that's like Wolf's Law. But those are my shout outs. Now it's time for Ow. is right our mark out moment of the week i marked out i think it was maybe monday where scott stanford tweeted out that he's going to be interviewing rick springfield this past week on wednesday uh-huh. and i asked him if he could somehow get rick springfield to sing jimmy hart's eat your heart out rick springfield or at least ask him if he knows it and Scotty Stanford said he'll play it for him. But wow. that, of course, did not happen. So I continue to hope to know if Rick Springfield is aware of this song, even. <laughs> <laughs> I was so... I, man, Scott Stanford disappointed me there. Did he tweet him? <laughs> not, 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 uh, not after the show or anything, but... You should tweet him after the show and be like... Hey, uh, they were having technical difficulties with uh, Rick Springfield for a bit, so I didn't want to like. That's fine. Yeah, follow up on that. But uh, I have to say, I I kind of popped Brett Favre being on uh, Straight Up Steve Austin. Yeah, and hearing him do the Oh Hell Yeah like Stone Cold does. <laughs> true, true. We saw we saw Brett Favre play, right? Uh, yeah, we saw him and uh. Eli at Giant Stadium. Yeah, we saw it. Yeah, yeah, that's that very was true. a terrible experience, by the way. It was that bus <laughs> was awful. I think that was my only time I was at Giant Stadium, I believe. I think I've been there before, but yeah, I mean, it made no sense. We were there. We had like we had. I think we had like parking passes, but the lot somehow was full. Mm-hmm. So we had to get carted there on buses a school bus yeah it was awful i'm a big dude i don't fit on a school bus anymore yeah it was an awful experience um, i mean anymore that was like that was probably what 10 year 10 11 12 years ago 13 years ago at this point maybe i think it was 13 years ago actually yeah, because it was I, the oh. same year i went to uh disney world in 2008 march 2008 and brett Favre was staying at the same hotel as me <laughs> i'm pretty positive that uh that was my only football event. Almost what positive. Does that mean? But my markout moment of the wait, week wait, has. What does that mean? I've, I don't. I mean, I've, I don't know if I've ever been to another football game. I think that Brett Favre. Was it just me that went when I when I saw Larry David? Wait, was I there? And Richard Belzer. I feel like I was there. I don't know. I mean, I don't think that was the giant stadium no that wasn't when it was giant stadium because that that was the night we saw giant stadium 
Did we when, see John uh, Legend? We saw Brett Favre. We saw John Legend play America the Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But we definitely were at that Jets game where Larry David, Hillary Swank, and Richard Belzer were there. Huh. I don't know. So that wasn't your only football. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. news to me. News to me. But my markup moment is probably uh, a former 24-7 champion becoming a Super Bowl champion this nah, year. No, no, no. Chris and I already spoke about that. That's too much Super Bowl talk. Hey, well, my markup moment of the week is is the abundance of Although, wrestlers. With I the, do have uh, to say it's pretty cool that uh, Gronk and... Well, just Gronk was both a WWE champion and a Super Bowl champion in the same season. Yeah, exactly. Same season. Uh, and the abundance of WWE, of WWE wrestlers that were on the Super Bowl uh, commercials. You had like John Cena and, you know. Batista, that was it. Yeah, Batista and Gronk. <laughs> and also, but, let's yeah. not, let's not, uh, we're mentioning the 24-7 championship. Doug Flutie was a now former WWE 24-7 champion. Yeah, Doug Flutie. You know, go figure. I, I marked out, I, I loved the performance of the weekend. Yeah, a lot of people were uh, mixed reactions on that. Really? Yeah, and I feel like that was one of those Bad Bunny situations where people were like, who is this? No! Yes. The weekend? Yeah. How? Like, his music because is everywhere. people aren't up with it. They're not hip. His music is everywhere, and I'm. Are you trying to say that I'm, I'm hip? Well, I mean, we only. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> the only reason why we knew the weekend at first was because Taylor. we saw him at Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's true. That's true. When he first came out, we legit thought the weekend was a band. That's very. That's, <laughs> that is very very true. And then it didn't. Make and then sense. I saw I saw him also perform at SNL. That I think it was the same year when I went. Huh. I think so too, but yeah, I I thought that his performance was incredible. The dancing and everything, the songs, I thought it was incredible, and it was an incredible Super Bowl. It's you know, Kansas City blew it. Eh, that's not what uh, we discussed earlier at all. Oh well, I'm going to take the opposite front on that. I'm getting, two. I'm getting my two cents in there. I think that they're the, the Patriots. City Chiefs they were the not... Patriots. No, no, no. The referees were totally in no favor of the Patriots. You cannot, they, dude. You can't. The referees couldn't even. Have played a factor. Kansas City Chiefs. They were did, in the pockets, dude. Kansas City Chiefs did nothing. They couldn't. They were already booked to lose. No, they did nothing. No, they were booked to lose. Well, they I mean, couldn't football have won. Is rigged, but football you know, is rigged. No, yeah. but Patrick Mahomes. He he Mahomes. Uh, he he was being chased down the Mahomes. field. He his def, he, he was getting no protection back there. None. No protection. No, His it was team... basically the 1919 World Series. No. <laughs> Except reverse with the referees in the pockets instead of the team. Hey, you know, Tom Brady, another Super Bowl under his... Uh... Tom Brady, oh. Shoeless Joe Jackson, cheaters. Hey, champions. <laughs> champions. Put Shoeless Joe in the damn Hall of Fame. <laughs> yes, he should be in there with uh, Pete Rose. Absolutely. How about it? WWE Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, I also popped the uh, the next ringside collectibles exclusive is the NWO John Cena from WrestleMania 36. That's cool. And the box opens up into that uh, the NWO Nitro stage that that John Cena was in front of. Oh, I got to see a picture of that. That that sounds pretty cool. 
yeah, it's not really that cool. It's just uh, it's a cool concept. I don't think it'll be worth the price of the figure, but How much? if I was still collecting figures, I would definitely pick that one up. What's the price? Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming I was gonna say fifty bucks, but there's no way. Like there's no way, no way it's, it's more than that or less. No, there's got to be less than that. Oh, that's, um, that's okay. Let's me go to ringside collectibles and see how much that John Cena figure is. Did you did you play the John Cena uh, Mountain Dew game? Yeah, how I discussed did, this with Chris earlier. How many did you get? I. I I actually counted and got three oh five. I don't know if that's close or not. I got two. Two. Yeah, I stopped counting. It's twenty seven ninety nine. Not not too shabby. No, not too shabby. Um, I, you know what? Uh, how could we not talk about it? We just mentioned Taylor Swift before. Yes, let's bring it up. Uh. So fans had this wild theory that stuff was going to be going down and a new album would maybe be coming out in May. However, it was announced that Fearless, Taylor's version, which is her re-recorded version of Fearless, her second album, was going to be coming out April 9th. Four plus nine equals 13. The day she announced it, Two plus 11, 13. Mm-hmm. So Love Story came out at midnight and uh, I'm just, I'm all pumped for that because it's the platinum edition from the original release plus today was a fairy, fairy tale and then six unreleased tracks that were from that era that she's, I guess, re-recording. And she's only we don't recording know. six? What? She's only recording six of them? Of the unreleased tracks, yeah. Oh, okay. But she's re-recording These every... are all, yes. Fearless Taylor's version are all brand new re-recordings. Okay. So the entire album? Is new, yeah. Okay. Very awesome. Very awesome. So I'm pumped for that. And it's like, the album, I think, I think Fearless might mean the most of me of all the most to me of all her albums just because like the first time I actually got to see her live in concert was this fearless era first at Mohegan sun in 2009. And then because Madison square, well, I had to go to Mohegan sun because MSG sold out in like two seconds, which was nuts. Mm-hmm. Like actual seconds, bizarre. Um, but then next year, in uh, the next year, 2010, at Nassau Coliseum, where you were sitting opposite of me. Yeah, that's where I uh, proposed. <laughs> Away from the flag, man. That's that's not flag. Uh, your your hat, your cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm very excited to see this album, hear this album come out, and um. That's our markout moment of the week. Also, not so much that this is a markout moment, but uh, a reminder. Next week, February 16th on NBC, Young Rock comes out. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to be. I mean, you have Andre the Giant stories, a little bit of everything. Oh, did you see his mom on uh, Jimmy? I did, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. I think he needs to put out an album with his mother, 100%. It's in the works. It's in the works. Is it? Nah, who knows? 
But that was our markout moment of the week. That was episode three, 530, no, 523. You, you got it. You got it. <laughs> Five, two, three. <laughs> Check us out. Twitter. At Mark and out at BTTG161 at Chris Sweendog at Dave the Rave underscore MO. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Mark and out, YouTube.com slash Mark and out 11, as well as Instagram at Mark and out 11. Follow me at BTTG161. I have now, like Chris said, a social influencer for over a year. Buy some shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Use the code regardless for 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. Twitch.tv slash Marking Out, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify Podcasts, so much more, MarkingOut.com. Check us out, all those places. We wish you the the best best of luck luck in your your future future endeavors. endeavors.